Hello, everyone. This is Tom Harris. I'm a professor of economics and director of the University Center for Economic Development. And today is one of our extra podcasts we're going to have on opportunity zones. We had an earlier podcast on opportunity zones by Fred Steinman and Doug Thornley, which discussed some of the particulars and tax advantages of opportunity zones. On this podcast, we have Karen Schnog from the Nevada Department of Business and Industry, who's a management analyst, and Derek Armstrong from the Governor's Office of Economic Development, the Deputy Director. You might have heard of Opportunity Zones, and you might want to know what are they and how can I get more information. In June of 2018, former Governor Brian Sandoval issued a statement after being notified that the U.S. Treasury had approved the Nevada's Opportunity Zones as designated. Either uh, Karen or, or Derek, one of the questions is, uh, could you highlight some of the Opportunity Zones in Nevada and some of the things that work in these areas? Yeah, so I guess I'll start. Across the state, when we were going through the process, there was 243 low-income census tracts that could have been designated. Once we, we came up with a model to designate those zones, we ended up with 25% or, or 61 low-income census tracts across the state that were then designated as opportunity zones. Those zones are located in, in some urban areas in Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, Henderson, uh, Reno, and Sparks. And then there, there's a few rural tracks across the state as well, one in Nye County, one by Wendover, and then up north by the Tahoe Regional Industrial Complex. Some of the things that will work, I think, ultimately depend on some of the regulation that's still pending. Uh, right now, we've seen some real estate development. And then just yesterday, uh, I was in conversations with some folks up in, in Carson City that are using it to develop a sports complex out there and redevelop one of the hotels. So I think that there's some wide-range programming that will happen as we go further down the, the line and get some additional guidance from the Treasury. Also, you had asked about specific zones. There are zones around the stadium in Clark County and the airport and sections of downtown Reno and some of Sparks. And in Las Vegas, there's the downtown area. Henderson is their main town area. So uh, there's a very diverse representation, I think, as Derek had also mentioned with the rules. Thank you. Yes. Derek or Karen, uh, how were these opportunity zones selected? So uh, starting about January of 2018, we, we started collaborating with other state agencies, uh, Karen in particular with uh, business and industry, and we, we started developing a model to which we could select these zones. So once we, we coordinated internally to find out where the car priorities were for business and industry and and other agencies, we then reached out to local governments to get their feedback on on where these opportunity zones should be located. So each of the the cities, Reno, Sparks, Las Vegas, Henderson, North Las Vegas, Clark County, all across the state, we received proposals for where priorities were for, for local governments. Once we had that, we worked with Policy Map to develop a website to where we could put where we know eligible tracks were so we could solicit public comment. So we put those initial sites out there for review for the public. We received quite a bit of public comment for where potential projects could be. Then once we had those priorities, what we layered on top of that modeling were uh, two national studies, one by the, the Urban Institute, which took, talked about the likelihood of investment in Opportunity Zone. It ranked census tracts across the, the country. And then the second one was from the, the governance project that talked about social need and the social need for change in, in each of the, the census tracts. We felt like that was important to add, mostly because the, the intent of the program is to spur investment in low-income census tracts. So we wanted to understand the, 
the social media and be able to quantify that in, in our model. So once we were able to put together all of those and, and weight the different issues, we came up with a ranking system of those 243 census tracts and then uh, nominated the, the top 61. Are, are there any uh, plans for the creation of any additional zones? No, actually, there's no process or ability to do that for the first 10 years that they're proposed, unless, of course, Congress changes that. Right now, those zones are set. There's not another nomination process up, and unless that changes, those are set for the t- first 10 years. And I think the plan, and from what I hear across the country, and the, the industry is just sense the impact and what works and what doesn't before they consider a new round. I, I would add that, that there's been quite a bit of interest. As much outreach as we, we did and we could have done, we weren't able to touch everybody and, and talk to them about opportunity zones throughout the process mm-hmm. because we only had a four-month window to nominate tracks. So as, as this process continues, I, I still receive uh, phone calls and talk to people almost on a daily basis about opportunity zones and, and where they should be located, and, and a lot of people have interest. So with those first designations lasting 10 years, I, I think that uh, across the country, people are, are becoming more aware and more interested. So the potential for something to happen in Congress to either clarify or expand the program, I, I think, may occur, hopefully, because I, I do think it's a great program. Well, I agree with you, Derek. I've seen many government programs, once they come out initially, and then people are aware they are working, then there will be more opportunities. And, and right now, we're for those who didn't apply, we're just trying to get in more information so that when this does again, they'll be able to apply. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, it was one of those unfortunate things where, mm-hmm. where we have the ability to nominate 25% of the low-income census tracts in the state and fully knowing that we could have probably nominated a lot more in, in areas where it was needed. That, that other 75% people are asking that question, why, why not us? And, and I think as that voice gets louder, maybe we'll see this I agree with you. Uh, one other question is, uh, where can developers and business owners find more information about what qualifies and how to access these funds? First, I, I would start by uh, our office. We have a website, uh, diversifynevada.com. Uh, we have a link to Opportunity Zones with an interactive map to where um, you, could, you could put in your address and, and it, it brings up whether or not you're in a zone or not or the site you're looking at is an Opportunity Zone. Once you've found out that you are in an opportunity zone, uh, we have some information on, on our website, and definitely feel free to reach out to me. But then after that, it's, it's the, each of the local governments in Nevada are, are taking a lead on this. And so each one has some, some different information to, to provide for you for, for their zones and, and what they're doing in, in those zones. Then additionally, there's, there's some, some national resources. Uh, the U.S. Treasury has has a resources page along with the IRS has a frequently asked questions page. And then uh, if you just simply Google opportunity funds to, to find out how to, to access capital, there's there's a few websites that have a database that lists the opportunity funds across the country. And those are continuing to, to grow on a daily or, or weekly basis uh, as, as people are, are collecting capital and, and trying to do projects. Um, so I think that there's, right now that there's a a growing number of resources out there um, that, that aren't too far away for people to find. Like you said, Derek, as, as people see this, they'll become more aware and, and go to the Internet to get more information. That's one of the nicer things about this. As it becomes more successful, you'll be able to go to Google and do that. There's going to be an, an upcoming Opportunity Zone conference in Reno in, uh, in March. Uh, Karen, we'd like to address that. 
sure. If you want to find out information about it, it's under Reno Zone Summit. So R E N O Z O N E S U M M I T dot com. And there's all the information there. It's going to be on March 19th and 20th. And they're putting together the exceptional lineup and targeting what projects are happening or how to facilitate projects happening in northern Nevada. And then we have a conference down here in southern Nevada that Derek and I worked on. And there are videos available of that entire conference. We could provide you that link so that you could put that information out. out. It's an early review of Opportunity Zones and some of the questions and uh, how to structure and invest through the program. I heard that was a very good uh, uh, conference in Las Vegas, and we'll get that information out. We were able to, to do that conference with, that was sponsored by business and industry, the Governor's Office of Economic Development, and the, the U.S. Treasury, and, and really bring out a diverse group of people to speak. But then additionally, we were able to, to do like local spotlights. Uh, because a lot of economic development is really driven at the local level, it's very important for for the, the cities to be able to highlight what they're what they're doing, including the the rules. So I think that we had some we had great turnout and feedback from that. But then additionally, there's there's a private group doing another Opportunity Zone Expo in Las Vegas in May. That'll be May ninth and tenth at the Mandalay Bay. What was nice when each jurisdiction presented their zones, they offered what was special, unique, and available in their area and what type of development they thought would work in different areas and where their infill was. And so I thought that was really helpful. So if somebody was looking to locate an opportunity, a business in an opportunity zone here in Nevada, they could seek out those individual groups, like Derek had said, or watch that video to get the information of where they think they would fit best. That's about all the questions I have. Uh, Derek or Karen, would there's anything y'all, either one of you would like to add? I, I think just some general tips as, as people uh, think about opportunity zones. Um, I, I think that there's there's some confusion and that's there's, there's some clarity that comes out, but it's just a, a learning process for, process for for everyone on, on when this gets rolled out and how it gets rolled out. I think first is just understanding that um, sometimes people, projects will reach out to me uh, asking how they can access uh, or apply for for funding. And, it's not a, a federally funded program, so you have to do approach to these opportunity funds to receive those funding. And then the, the second part is for investors who, who want to look out and, and try to find an opportunity fund to invest in, or if they know an area where they want to invest in, is just to, to try to, to Google like an opportunity fund database. You could reach out to some of those. And uh, at, at our conference, all of the funds said that they were still accepting investors at this point. So I, I think that will continue to, to, to move forward. So I, I just think it's those couple of pieces for projects. Uh, how do you reach out to opportunity funds and investors who want to invest in a certain place is finding those resources. Karen, did you have anything you'd like to add? or Just something I'm enthusiastic about with opportunity zones or the potential. And it's, the discussion is happening at the Treasury right now and also in Congress. They're looking at ways to overlap the opportunity zones with new market tax credits, historic tax credits, and low-income housing tax credits. And particularly in Nevada and in Reno, you know, the housing issue is critical, and I believe that uh, they're looking at actually doing a state low-income housing program to twin with the federal low-income housing program. So I think something to be watched is how those programs can fit together and 
fund one project or a whole area because that's going to result in the huge community impact, I think, that we're looking for. Uh, one more time, Derek, if to get more information opportunity zones, what's the uh, contact with GOAD? For our website, it's diversifiednevada.com, or the Treasury has a resource page as well. Just Google Opportunity Zones Treasury, and you can find out some information there. Karen, is there uh, any Internet uh, information at the uh, Nevada Business and Industry? We do have a page on Opportunity Zones, um, and we actually have uh, pages on all kind of alternative financing and capital programs, but uh, our page ultimately links back and directs you to Derek, so (laughs) since they're the state, he's the lead contact for the state on this program. Karen and Derek, I do appreciate your time and uh, look forward to meeting you at, uh, hopefully, at the Reno Opportunity Zone meeting, March 19th and 20th. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Thank you.